0: 5.25 Translation and purport by Divine Grace Śrīla Prabhupāda One who is beyond duality and doubt, whose mind is engaged within, who is always busy working for the welfare of all sentient beings, and who is free from all sins, achieves liberation in the supreme Only a person who is fully in Krishna consciousness can be said to be engaged in the welfare work for all living entities. When a person is actually in the knowledge that Krishna is the fountainhead, do you understand fountainhead? head means the source. Source. Source Source of everything. Then when he acts in that spirit, he acts for everyone. The suffering of humanity, the sufferings of humanity are due to forgetfulness of Krishna as the supreme enjoyer, the supreme proprietor, and the supreme friend. Who knows the verse? Yagita <laughs> mm. <laughs> <inaudible> 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 Something like you know the verse? Verse about peace. Yeah, how to attain
1: peace.
0: Yeah. Therefore, to act to revive, to revive this consciousness within the entire human society, Hare Krishna concludes with Prabhu, my old friend. You look the same. Man. It worked. You know, the process was working. Therefore, to act to revive this consciousness within the human, the entire human society, is the is the highest welfare work. One cannot be engaged in first class welfare work without being liberated in the Supreme. A Krishna conscious person has no doubt. This is a powerful sentence here. A Krishna conscious person has no doubt about the supremacy of Krishna. He has no doubt because he is completely freed from all sins. This is the state of divine love. This is the state of divine love, or one is completely free of all sin and has no doubt about the supremacy of Krishna. That's how to attain divine love. A person engaged only in ministering to the physical welfare of human society cannot factually help anyone. Temporary relief of the external body and the mind is not satisfactory. The real cause of one's difficulties in the hard struggle for life may be found in one's forgetfulness of his relationship with the Supreme Lord when a man is fully conscious of his relationship with Krishna he is actually a liberated soul although he may be in the material tabernacle what tabernacle tabernacle (laughs) means means uh, uh, entangled Shorts, yeah. yeah entangled krishna mm-hmm. chaitanya mm-hmm. Shree vai tikarhar sivastika aur bhaktabinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare Hare Hare, Hare. Hare,
1: Ram, Hare, Ram, Hare. Hare. Hare Ram.
0: So here, Prabhupada says, only a person who is fully in Krishna consciousness can be said to be engaged in welfare work for all living entities. Then the reason is, is because a devotee knows that everybody is a spirit soul. Now, there's many welfare activities throughout the world, whether uh, building hospitals and feeding the poor, and you know, different things like this. But a devotee doesn't only help the human beings. Here it says, all sentient beings. Means that we also protect the cows, or against killing any living entity. Actually. And therefore, when we walk, we see an ant. We don't step on the ant if we can avoid it, right? We avoid stepping on it. We so we don't we don't want to see any living entities suffering, and we want to help. Not only do we do we not like to see others that we want to help them out of their suffering condition. And the best way to help people out of their suffering <coughs> condition is to give them knowledge of who they are now people don't even know who they are just like we previously we thought we were uh, americans or, 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 or uh, Croatian or male or women but now we know that we're not just we're not this illusion <laughs> we're something different actually Prabhupada said that the, the body is actually dead but it appears to be alive because the soul was within he gave a nice example just like these glasses they don't see right the eyes are seen through the glasses through the lens do you take it a step deeper and the eyes are also not seen it's the soul that's seen through the eyes because when the soul leaves the body can the eyes see no. anymore <laughs> no no, the eyes are only able to see because we are within the body we're able to hear because we're within we're able to speak the body is working because we're within but when we leave then the body has no more function and Prabhupada used to give this nice example of a boy and a father the, the father has died and the boy is lamenting oh my father he's gone he's left me, my father is gone Why are you saying he's gone? He's right there. Why are you saying he's gone? Everything that you've seen of the father is right there, but you're saying he's gone. So yes, something is gone, but he—he actually never saw his father. The father is gone. The soul is gone. He just saw the covering. So that's why he's saying, "My father has left me. He's gone," because the soul has left. So people don't know. Or yeah, some people do, but very little, very little information of the soul. Just like we, I think we all grew up Christian, in the Bible most of the things. What is there about the soul? Or they say that, that the, there's one little, there's one little statement. What is it that uh, what profiteth a man to gain the whole world but lose the eternal soul? Right? I think that's the only statement that I know of anybody else know of anything else in the whole Bible nothing (laughs) very little information but the Bhagavad Gita has so much information about the basics about the soul nainam chandanti sastrani nainam dihatipanata the soul cannot be destroyed by any weapon can be burned by fire withered by the wind It can't drown nothing can destroy the soul is so powerful even the most powerful nuclear bomb on this planet now can't destroy the soul. It's so powerful. And Prophet mentions in one purport that the soul in its pure state, is, it's, it's, it's brilliant like, like many suns. Now it's kind of like, it's covered by the modes of nature, but the pure soul, very, very powerful. So we want people to, uh, to know this reality, that they're not this body. I was speaking to one student in the restaurant there in Los Angeles. and I was telling him how we're not the body, we're the soul. And he said, aren't we just a little bit the material body? I said, no, nope, sorry, not at all. 100% <coughs> spirit. So, and the reason that the the soul is so powerful is because it's part of Krishna, was the most powerful. And the more we connect to Krishna, we also become very, we get purified. We also become powerful. And therefore there's devotees all around. There's one devotee in Russia, you probably all know, Adarya Dham. Darya he's making more devotees on this planet than anybody on the planet. All the sannyasis. He's making more devotees than all the sannyasis. Very powerful. Oh. How? Huh? How? How is he doing it? Bridge preaching. <laughs> <laughs> but he's uh, yeah, he's doing it through psychology, right? You know him. Yeah, don't know. Him? Yeah, he's in Russia. He's preaching on the internet like anything. So he's doing it through. Uh, he goes. He's a doctor. He's an Ayurvedic doctor. So he knows about health. He knows about psychology. So he goes in in that direction, psychology and health, and and eventually plants Krishna in there. And he makes. I mean, you, you might be able to say thousands of devotees. At least hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. Because when I go to Russia, I always ask, you know, how'd you all become devotees? I asked you, how do you come by book distribution? You know, usually about, you know, three quarters raise their hand, but now three quarters raise their hand because Arda Yadam practically in every temple. <laughs> and a lot of them don't even don't, don't even come to the temple. There's, you know, there's like tens of thousands of devotees in Russia, and he's one of the reasons. Major, major preacher. So he's become powerful. And one of the, he told me that he, that he, uh, that he prays, he's he's doing a lot of praying. You see, remember I told you, book distribution is all about prayer. (laughs) So he prays a lot to help the people that are taking advice from him to become devotees. And it's working, the power of prayer. So many of them are becoming devotees by this uh, by this uh, praying, so it's very important. It's like this Saturday, day after tomorrow, we're going to have some book distribution. So you can start praying tonight yeah. to have some success. So what do you pray for? What do we pray for when we distribute books? We pray to be an instrument in the hands of Krishna. And what? Nimitamatra. Baba She's a scholar. <laughs> Very good. we've we gotta be instruments. It's like Krishna told Arjuna, you just be an instrument in my hands. So we just want to be instruments in the hands of Krishna. And also pray that we not get in the way of Lord Chaitanya's mercy flowing. Sometimes because of our false ego and our material attachments and we, we and our you know just our nonsense consciousness. People that may be said don't take a book because we're not in the proper consciousness so you pray like that also please Krishna, help me to not be an obstacle to your mercy flowing through me and we pray for uh, uh, compassion here we're hearing Prabhupada says that people are suffering due to lack of Krishna consciousness due to forgetfulness of Krishna As the supreme uh, enjoyer, the supreme proprietor, and the supreme friend. So, who do they think is the enjoyer? They think they're the enjoyer. (laughs) And therefore, they endeavor so much to enjoy. So much they're trying to enjoy. In so many varieties of ways. But no, Krishna is the supreme enjoyer and when we acknowledge that and we act for the pleasure of Krishna then we can experience real love Mm -hmm. it's a natural thing that everybody wants to be loved and give love it's natural Mm -hmm. so the more we engage in service of Krishna we experience this love It's, it's actually stated that love means to engage our senses in the service of Krishna. And lust means to, uh, to just try to act for our own sense of faith, to satisfy our material senses, that's lust. So sometimes people, they, they wonder, well, what, what does love mean? <laughs> Very few people know what love means. But Lord Chaitanya says here, this is love. Because Krishna, he's a reservoir of love. So there's no limit. In other words, all of us, unlimited the amount of people can be satisfied in a loving relationship with Krishna. But in this world, because we're selfish, it's rare to find someone with love. And therefore there's so much divorce. Because we're selfish. Love means there's no selfishness at all. At all. Complete. Selflessness. and that can be between us and, and Krishna because there's no ego no false ego as long as there's ego there's going to be selfishness because ego means we're thinking there's something that we're not right? so the closer we get to Krishna the more we become free of this, of this contamination false ego the more we get purified we become selfless we experience what is real love so we got to let people know the good news that you're wasting your time you're trying to find happiness in this world where everybody is selfish (laughs) you're wasting your time Prophet says in one purport he says it's very common for devotees of the Lord to travel and let everybody know don't waste your time trying to find happiness where happiness is just a myth. The scientists, they talk to me, they say this is mythology, Hindu mythology, right? Greek mythology. But actually this idea that you'll, you'll find ultimate happiness through material life is mythology. It's a myth. It's never been found. Nobody has ever found complete happiness in material life or found real love It hasn't it hasn't happened and it won't happen because we're not matter. We're not matter, we're spirit. So therefore we have to get this knowledge out to the people. So Prophet goes on, this purple it's like it's it's filled. Each one of these sentences like a slope in itself. It's amazing. He goes on to say, when a person is actually in the knowledge that Krishna is the fountainhead of everything, then when he acts, he acts for everyone. So a devotee, he, he just, he, he just, he's just overwhelmed with helping others. It's like maiden. seventy years old, he's he's just traveling all over the place, trying to help the conditioned souls. So much compassion, so much love, you know. heart attacks, and strokes, and so much so much difficulty he went through to help us. And he did a good job. <laughs> he did a really good job. Because now there's millions of people <coughs> chanting Hare Krishna. Prabhupada, one time he said, I want that the Hare Krishna mantra be a household word. So that desire was fulfilled one time when a one GBC member he was uh, in his house and his daughter came running to him and he said she said Pita Pita Bugs Bunny is chanting Hare Krishna he said what So he ran in there and sure enough Bugs Bunny he's rowing about and he's chanting Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 I mean that's that's pretty household. <laughs> millions of children watch Bugs Bunny. You know Bugs Bunny, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember we used to watch it too. Right? <laughs> He's a popular character. So literally millions of children heard the Hare Krishna mantra with Bugs Bunny chanting. <laughs> so that's uh, that was that fulfilled Prabhupada's dream. <laughs> you can't get much more household than that. <laughs> So he wanted everybody to hear the glories of Krishna. And this is the medicine. Mm-hmm. That glorification of Krishna is relished by those who are no longer interested in the and in, 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 in the, in the, what is it, in the, in the temporary pleasures of this world. And this glorification of Krishna, this is the medicine by which we get free of the contamination of materialism. So this is the medicine. Chanting, you have Harinams here also? Sometimes? Can you, do you have Harinams? So they don't know that they're getting pure, but the medicine is going in. They don't know. Just like children, the doctors, you know, give them some medicine. You know, they don't they don't know what's how what's happening. So Krishna is a supreme doctor. And this is the medicine to hear the holy name and to read these books. And if they read Prabhupada said they read one line, it can change their life. there's actually an instance of one young man he got a btg and he was the uh, son of a big baptist preacher in america so he took it home and his mother also you know big christian so she saw him with that btg she said what are you reading there and she looked at back to godhead he can't read this and took it away from but he got to read about a paragraph and he liked that paragraph so the next time you saw some devotees, he got another, he got another BTG in a book, and, and he uh, he took it home. But this time he didn't let his parents see it. So he read the books, and he was so impressed. And then he went, he was visiting the devotees at the temple, and started chanting, and eventually became a devotee. Then his father found out when he after he left home, he found out that he had, he didn't tell his father just to be, it'd be like it'd be too much. So he, his father found out that he had become a devotee he called him and said son you grew up a, a Christian you were a good Christian how can you give up Christianity and become a Hari so his son replied to him father for the first time in my life I'm feeling some love for God and his father was so broad and he said tonight I wish you all success carry on And I hope you develop your love for God completely. Pretty good. It was a good sport. (laughs) So that's. So here he grew up, you know, right there with a big Baptist minister, you know, hearing so much Christianity, but he, and he became a huge preacher. It was in the blood, you know. (laughs) He made so many devotees. Good Christian. Huh.
1: Good Christian.
0: Yeah. He, became, he was a good Christian became a good Krishna <laughs> he made so many devotees very intelligent so yeah this is the result You get. Some, it's natural, you get something nice and you want to share it with others and it's such a uh, it's such a broad understanding like, like it's not that we say this is you know, this is it, and there's no other way. No, if you're a good Christian, you know, carry on. Just like when I distribute books, and I meet a Christian. I tell them, "Hey, we're on the same side. You know, these books have great arguments against atheism, and we're not trying to change your belief. There's always more to learn, right?" So with that line, a lot of Christians take take books. You might meet some Christians this coming Saturday. It's a good line. Hey, we're on the same side. So much atheism. You know, it's growing like anything. Good arguments against atheism and we're not trying to change your belief there's always more to learn so, so Prabhupada goes on to say here the sufferings of humanity are due to forgetfulness of Krishna as the supreme enjoyer the supreme proprietor and the supreme friend so people have forgotten just like we had forgotten, and now by the mercy of Krishna, we've we've remembered now who we are. We're servants of Krishna, spirit souls. So it's like people have amnesia. You, know, you get amnesia. You understand amnesia? Yes. You just lose, forget who you are completely. Yes. There was one uh, young man in Los Angeles. He he was riding his bike and he, his bike fell over and he hit his head. And Total amnesia. Didn't know his name. Didn't know where he lived. Zero. Imagine that. Yeah. So he had that. And he, he was like, "My God, what am I going to do?" Now? So he figured the bike is this because he he stood up and he was laying down. The bike was laying. So he picked up. He's walking. And one devotee sees him. And he says, "Hey, how's it going?" Now? "I'm from LA Where are you from?" He said, "I don't." I just wrecked my bike. I don't know anything. I don't know my name. I don't know where I'm from. So the devotee said, Well, I'll tell you who you are. (laughs) You're the eternal servant of Krishna. So he said, Well, at least I know something now. (laughs) So the devotee understood this very awkward situation. So he took him under his wing. He took him to his flat, and he and he he took care of him. He taught him about Krishna, and he became a book distributor and became a devotee. Omkar, Omkar, Omkar. So he became a, a big book distributor in uh, in Los Angeles. So he had Amnesia, and and Krishna woke him up. What's interesting is is after a couple of years, he wanted to find out who he was materially. He found out who he was spiritually. So he, his bike wrecked around one big school, uh, UC Santa Barbara. So he had some uh, flyers made up with his picture on it. And he said, I have amnesia. I don't know who I am. If you know me, call this number. So about ten people called up. Yeah, I know who you are gave his name and then he found out who his parents were and everything what's really ironic is before he got this uh, before he had this bicycle crash he was a big atheist he was a big atheist. a Christian just covered up and became a devotee <laughs> Doesn't Krishna have an amazing sense of humor? Yeah? <laughs> oh, you want to be an atheist? I now nah, you don't want to be an atheist. <laughs> so everybody has amnesia now. They've forgotten who they are. So book distribution means that we're trying to remind them who they are. That they're eternal servants of Krishna. Yeah, part and parcel of Krishna. And when we do this activity, it's very, uh, uh, Prabhupada said, it gives, it gives impetus to our own Krishna consciousness. Because like I mentioned to you, if you want to distribute books, you've got to start praying now. You know? <laughs> because it's not an easy thing. You know, we're, we're going out there, we're trying to convince people to take a book that they may not have ever heard of. And then we're, trying to, we're asking money from them. We're asking for their hard-earned money. That's it. it's not an easy thing yeah you know? <laughs> but uh, there's a statement smate shri chaitanya if you remember Lord Chaitanya if you pray to Lord Chaitanya then very difficult things become very easy but if you forget Lord Chaitanya then very easy things become very difficult so this is why prayer is so important It makes it very easy. If we remember Krishna, remember Prabhupada, remember Lord Chaitanya, it becomes easy. So, book distribution gives impetus for our remembering Krishna. And this is what we want, right? Smartavya Saratang Vishnu or Vishmartavya Nijatachit. That there's so many instructions in the Vedic literature, but there's two that are the most important. That one always remember Krishna, don't forget Krishna. So this gives very nice impetus to remember Krishna, because you're out there, you're holding Krishna in your hand, you have the book in your hand, and you're trying to convince people to take Krishna, and you're praying to Krishna. I mean, it's Prabhupada was—he he was mentioning this in one purport, and he said, "This is samadhi." You're distributing books, you're holding Krishna in your hand, you're praying to Krishna. This is samadhi. We want this, right? We want to go into samadhi. Complete absorption in Krishna. So book distribution is very conducive for going into samadhi. Yeah, so we want people to, to know that, that that Krishna is the proprietor. People are trying to get so many things, just like it used to be that that people love people and use things but now more and more and more people are loving things and using people it's like a hundred years ago they did a survey in America 500 people what is your greatest fear the greatest fear was war because not you know just a couple decades before they had the civil war a few decades before so they still have remembrance was there war So they did the same survey, 500 people, about five years ago. Guess what the greatest fear was? Losing the the cell phone. That was the greatest fear. Losing the cell phone. (laughs) So, the standards have gone down. (laughs) So, yeah, what is most important is that people... Understand who they are, understand uh, what is valuable. Yeah. They're thinking what is very, very, very valuable now is sense gratification. And therefore the the religion of the age is sense gratification. Whatever it takes to satisfy the senses. But when the senses can never be satisfied but if one wants satisfaction that's there in Krishna consciousness therefore it's stated very beautiful verse in the uh, in the Srimad Bhagavatam <laughs> that if one is free of material desires that's a big challenge in itself be free of material desires because we've had these material desires for a long time millions of births so now in this one lifetime we're trying to become free of our material desires and be filled with our spiritual desires remember material desires mean trying to satisfy our senses our material sense spiritual desires means trying to satisfy the senses of Krishna. So, uh, and therefore Prabhupada said that there's one verse in the Bhagavad Gita which is a summary of the entire Bhagavad Gita that whatever you do whatever you eat whatever you offer and give away as well as all austerities you perform they should be done as an offering to me so this is the essence of the Bhagavad Gita Everything for Krishna. If we do that, then shanti. We're peaceful. We're happy. Satisfied. So uh Kinshinashit Dantasha. means you got to control the senses. And generally in this world, people are controlled by the senses. And this is called godas Das. Yeah. You know, the mind is the center of the senses. So, so people are controlled by the mind and the senses. But Goswami means one who controls the senses. And Krishna says in the Gita, evam paraṁ Buddha, knowing oneself to be transcendental to the material senses, mind and intelligence. One should steady oneself by carefully engaging in Krishna consciousness and slay this formidable enemy known as lust. So we're not the mind. We're not the senses. We're not this body. We're the soul within. So we've got to let people know the good news, the reality of who they are. And then they can move towards being shanti, being peaceful. Otherwise, they're just just going in circles, just going in circles, literally. Samsara, circle of birth and death. Even this life also, they're just going in circles, struggling, struggling to, to, to find happiness. Find peace in this world. So, Akhanda uh, said, santasya, santasya means peaceful." So, peacefulness comes from Krishna consciousness, from devotional service. But if we're if we're selfish again, if we're selfish, then we can't be. It's not possible to be peaceful. And peacefulness also doesn't always just mean doesn't always mean always you know just very calm and quiet and and humble Uh, Hanuman was also peaceful but he destroyed Lanka why was he peaceful because he was absorbed in the service of Krishna even Arjuna who (coughs) fought in this battlefield he was acting selflessly so he was actually peaceful. Deep down. Yeah. You know, although he was fighting, but deep down he was at peace because he he chose the right mode of action. He didn't want to he, he, he didn't want to fight. Remember, he he was gonna go he was gonna be a beggar. He wasn't gonna fight. He's gonna put his bow down and just he was not gonna fight. But that caused anxiety. That caused him anxiety. But then Krishna spoke Bhagavad Gita, and he learned no, I have, I have to do the duty, I have to please Krishna. So then he was peaceful. Deep down, he was at peace, although he, externally he was fighting, because he was doing the right thing. So if we do the right thing, then we're at peace with ourselves. And this is another thing Krishna says in the Gita that materialistic uh, people, they don't know what to do and what not to do. They don't know what to do. Just like we didn't know what to do. They have no idea that it's wrong to eat meat or to engage in so many sins. They don't know. There's no proper guide. So now we have the proper guide. We have Krishna. We have Shiva Prabhupada. So we got to give out the good news so they know, you know what's right, what's wrong. Then they can be happy. Then they can be peaceful. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. So, Kinshinasya dantasya, santasya, samacetasaha. Samacetasaha means equal towards all the It's you know, like generally there, there, there's favorable people that, even just like if someone has a good friend, they favored towards a good friend or the family members. But what's so nice about Krishna consciousness is everyone is in our family. <laughs> because everyone is part of Krishna. It's a big family they've forgotten that they're part of Krishna but we know they're all part of Krishna so therefore sometimes when we go on book distribution you should approach them as your, your long-lost friend your brother your family member there are family members because we're all we all have the same father right Krishna he's the father of so you go out there in that mood and it's like it's a wonderful Mood to have. That's another thing you can pray for. Please, Krishna, help me to see that everyone is your part and parcel. Help me to see equally everyone. Everyone is a spirit soul. Try to see beyond. Help me, Krishna, to see beyond the covering, beyond this body to the soul. So I can give this very valuable knowledge. Maya Manasaha. So Krishna says, oh actually this is uh, I forgot who said the same it's in the Bhagavatam. I forgot it. I think it's Kapila Dev. He says, now this, this is a very interesting statement here. He said that that one who is free of material desires, senses are controlled peaceful, he sees everyone equal, and who is satisfied in Krishna consciousness. You've got to be satisfied in Krishna consciousness. A lot of people have left, you may have known. And Prabhupada said, 90% of my disciples are going to leave. It might be that number now. There's not many Prabhupada that So to be satisfied in Krishna consciousness means we've got to really Take to it. Because this is Maya's kingdom. There's a lot of distraction. A lot of distraction. And therefore devotees get distracted. Yeah. Or become offensive. Actually, this is the main reason that devotees leave because of offenses. You know, we have the ten offenses. It's an offense, you know, there's there's two main offenses. The two main offenses. One is that we maintain material attachments. If we maintain material attachments, you know, not having a strong desire to become free of them, we become complacent and just, uh ah, I'm not going to make it anyway. Let me just live my life, you know, go on. Next life, I'll pick it up again. You know? You know? then we can't. We can't go forward. We we have to have this determination you know, to be free of these material desires which are actually foreign to us it's not natural because it's a disease material desires means we have this disease so we shouldn't be complacent I'll pick it up next time Maya is too strong any you ever heard that before? too strong <laughs> Maya is strong, no doubt but who is stronger than Maya? Krishna, that's right therefore he says this divine energy of mine consisting of the three modes of material nature is very difficult to overcome but one who surrenders unto me can very easily cross beyond it so although it's very difficult we should endeavor just give it our best you know? I mean like I mentioned earlier that the religion of the age of sense gratification people dedicate their life dedicate their life we're talking about billions of people dedicating their life to sense gratification full on and we also for so many lifetimes we dedicated our life to sense gratification and here we are again stuck in the material world going through the samsara so why not dedicate this life to satisfying Krishna to pleasing Krishna Prabhupada said, just give this one life to Krishna and you'll see you'll be very happy that you did <laughs> so this last line of this verse is very nice so one who is free of material desires whose senses are controlled a who is peaceful who sees everyone equally who is satisfied in Krishna consciousness wherever such a person goes he will only find happiness is not that a beautiful verse wherever you go you're just gonna find happiness even though you're in the material world <laughs> so this is what we're searching for and it's here if we surrender to Krishna so should we could finish this here real quick therefore to act to revive this consciousness within the entire human society is the highest welfare work one cannot be engaged in first-class welfare work without being liberated in the supreme so one may say well I'm not liberated how can I go out and and preach but in one sense we are liberated because at least we've understood even theoretically that I'm I'm a spirit soul I'm part of Krishna. that's liberation you may not be fully liberated, but that's a, that's a level of liberation. That's definitely higher than we were before. All right? We've come a long way. So that's a, that's a level of liberation. So we can go out and help others also become liberated. Just by their hearing the holy name, they get purified. They get some some level of of, uh, of liberation. Just touching the book or reading the line. Purification is there. A Krishna conscious person has no doubt about the supremacy of Krishna. He has no doubt because he is completely free from all sin. It's a powerful statement there. So sin... Is what keeps us bound. We can't understand Krishna as long as one is simple. And therefore Prabhupada has these four principles. These are the main there's other sin. Prabhupada says in one purport that it's, there's also subtle sin. Just to forget Krishna is a subtle sin. Because if we're not thinking of Krishna, we're thinking of sense gratification. Right? So it's a subtle sin. It's a sin within the mind. But in Kali Yuga, you don't get a a reaction. In Kali Yuga. Other ages, even in sinful thought, you get a reaction. So we've got to even become free of those subtle sins that are there within the mind, within the heart. And when we're completely free of sin, then Prabhupada says, we experience the state of divine love. Not this so called love, this lust. Like they have a saying, they probably have it here love is blind. Right? They have a saying here mm-hmm. love is not blind. They're confusing two words lust. <laughs> lust is blind. Love, no. Love is only between us and Krishna. Because love is only between spirit. So, when we actually attain love, then we can see. Actually, that's the only time we could really see properly is when we have love. So, love is not pride. Love is where we can actually see reality and see what is matter, what is spirit, and who the controller of both is. Prabhupada says, or Christian says in the Bhagavad Gita that this is that, that one who is able to to understand Krishna is the Supreme Personality of God uh, he, he becomes wise and all his endeavors will know perfection if we just understand that Krishna is the Supreme so we're fortunate we're on this journey of becoming purified, of becoming liberated of coming to this supreme goal of divine love so let's try to help others on this journey. Any question or comment? Correction?
1: Yeah. Could it also be a trick of Maya to to meditate? I'm going out to help others out of compassion, and then then if, if you think like this, then you automatically put yourself in kind of superior position to others. So. For me, I myself, being neophyte, it, it seems to me that I am more thinking this out of pride, that now I am going out and I am saving someone. It seems maybe better meditation to go out for my own purification. But then again, you know, like you said, that also I know Prabhupada says we have to develop this mood of compassion. So, how to have compassion, but not get proud <laughs> having, being... Yeah, very good question
0: (laughs) Narada Muni says this is a very powerful statement this statement might change your life Narada Muni says devotees of the Lord do not think that the services they do are actions under their own control but they are expressions of Krishna's supreme mercy Remember that. We should never think that the services we do are actions under our own control. Who are we? We're so insignificant. But whatever result there is, it's just an expression of Krishna's supreme mercy. Where is it from? This is from the uh, Chaitanya Bhagavat. No, not Chaitanya Bhagavad. It's from the Sanatana Goswami's Brihad Bhagavatam. You were thinking that also?
1: <laughs> yes, it sounds really. It's a technique and direct.
0: Mahat Bhakti Nisthaishtha and the Svarineti Manyate. Mahat Bir Bhakti Nisthaishtha and the Manyate is the verse. So it's very important that we that we remember this. Otherwise, yeah, we give, you know, the pauper becomes becomes proud of his penny. And you know, what to speak of, you know, being, I'm a book distributor, you know, I'm a big book distributor, you know, I have so much compassion, I'm so pure, you know. Humility is the, is the crown jewel of devotional service. So, we have to always remember that it's the mercy of Krishna. The supreme mercy of Krishna. Yeah
1: there's also one thing I read in, in this uh, book that yeah that the feeling of self satisfaction is very opposite to the devotion or actually the nature of the soul so but.
0: sense gratification no no
1: feeling of self-satisfaction self-satisfaction is is opposite to the nature of the soul actually opposite to
0: bhakti but we also want to be happy we want to get this it's the opposite of bhakti self-satisfaction yeah but we only become self-satisfied by devotional service yeah. so there appears to be a contradiction there so that's the statement that's the verse
1: actually there, Sanatana Goswami explains that uh, this feeling of self self satisfaction is uh, maybe it means maybe
0: it's a meaning complacency yeah in complacency this in this complacency not really self satisfaction but complacent that that you know
1: okay I you can check the term yeah but he says it's most
0: uh, it's present In in, in greatest quantity. I think it might be this. In Brahman. Complacency means I don't have to struggle, I made it, I'm good. I made it. In other words, I I understand the spirit and I'm engaged in devotional service. But a devotee actually never thinks that he's a devotee. Therefore, he's always endeavoring. He's always endeavoring to please Krishna, thinking that I'm. You know, just like Krishna does Kaviraj, he thought himself to be lower than a worm in the stool. Anybody chants his name loses all pious credit. So I think in, in that complacency, yeah because a devotee, does, complacent means that he doesn't, uh, I don't have to, I, I'm where I want to be, I don't need to go any further. But a devotee never thinks that. He always thinks, I, I need do more for Krishna. I haven't. I'm, I'm, I'm. lacking in my, in my devotion. I'm lacking in my service. He always wants to do more. So I think that might be where he's, where he's coming mm. from. There, that would make sense. Mm. Mm. Never be satisfaction. Hmm? Never be satisfaction. Yeah. We should. All, we're, we're always feeling that that I, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I could be doing better. Never that. The complacency is never there always felt we be, be doing more.
1: Yeah. But can we be satisfied with other people? Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, we'll never be happy, and the beauty of the devotion. Yeah, we shouldn't happy. think yeah. like,
0: "Come on, you know, we could do better than that," you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, the temple
1: should be bigger, or the, the or the music should be louder, so we can never be happy.
0: Then, but I think that's more like never be happy with what you do for Krishna. Right, you know? right. But with others we should think, oh, well, I wish I could do as good as he's doing. <laughs> Give the credit where the credit is due. Otherwise, we'll be open to a lot of fault-finding. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it <isn't> too dangerous. <laughs> OK?
1: But also, you, you, uh, you said one verse, where it is said that uh, a devotee uh, should be satisfied
0: In Krishna consciousness. Yeah. In other words, satisfied in Krishna consciousness means he doesn't want to go outside of Krishna consciousness. He's satisfied with his spiritual life. He's not interested in maya. He's only interested in serving Krishna. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, he's satisfied.
1: But is it not that he also...
0: But he's not satisfied with his service to Krishna. He wants to give... He always wants to do more. Always wants to do more. Never enough.
1: Yeah. But he also feels uh, satisfied. He yeah. feels uh, blissful. Yes, yeah, he feels happy. Yeah.
0: But he always feels he can do better. Okay? Okay, thank you very much. See the Prabhupada key on a book distribution key <laughs> <laughs> uh, job. Oh. No. Okay.